It's all about your health, your wellness. Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Get healthier, get fit, eat better, have a richer quality of life. Health on the go. Staying well with Melanie Cole, MS. Prostate cancer is the most common non-skin cancer among American men, and the American Cancer Society recommends that men talk with their doctors about whether to start screening for prostate cancer around the age of 50. My guest is Dr. Robert Murray. He's the medical director of Radiation Oncology Department at the Cone Health Cancer Center, and he's a leading expert on prostate implant procedures. Welcome to the show, Dr. Murray. So tell us what's going on in the world of prostate cancer right now. Well, in prostate cancer, there's a variety of treatments that are out there. Uh, they're each becoming more refined. Um, in the radiation therapy world, uh, there's external beam radiation therapy, sometimes called IMRT. That's delivered over five to eight weeks, and that's getting further refined in terms of target guidance. And then in the prostate implant world, uh, there's seed implantation, which is now done with intraoperative real-time planning and robotic delivery. So what's really involved? Now, men are, are recommended to speak with their doctors. Let's kind of back up just a little and start at the beginning with what's going on as far as testing. Is PSA still the gold standard, or are we moving to a more genetic PCA3? What's going on there? Well, PSA is the best we have. There are um, tests they are looking at genetics as to um, whether or not someone's at a higher risk for having prostate cancer. Um, screening is still in its infancy, but I think we're going to make great strides over the next few years. In terms of screening um, patients, um, we have to find the, the right patient to screen. We really don't want to be screening men in their 80s that are going to die from something else. On the other hand, we want to make sure that we don't miss out on picking up younger patients that are um, be diagnosed in their 40s, and certainly there are many years that can be saved for that one individual. So um, screening is something that needs to be discussed with their individual family practitioner, internal medicine doctor, or urologist. But I think it's important for those that have a family history um, of a father who had prostate cancer, which is true in my case, in my family, but also in African-Americans that usually um, can develop more aggressive cancer at a younger age. Um, So it has to be individualized. Uh, There's not one uh, size that fits all. So men don't typically like to go to their doctors, Dr. Murray, and we women are the ones who shove you all off to go see a doctor, especially when you know that it's time for the digital check, and men love that. Yes. And so if we can get them in there and they do get diagnosed with prostate cancer, you're feeling around, you you know, it's a little bigger than it should be, then what? What is the first step? Is it always now, you know, people think they, oh, prostate's out. But that's not the case, really, always, is it? No, no. And screening is, is as you would mentioned, involves a uh, digital examination and also lab work, such as a PSA, even though there are tests that are coming down the road that may be more specific. But um, the diagnosis is made uh, usually by a transrectal ultrasound biopsy by the urologist. And then within a couple of days, you get a pathology report back. And it gives you, um, it tells you whether or not there's a, um, a cancer um, in one of the 12 biopsies that's typically done, and then it grades that cancer into um, a special score called a Gleason score, which tells you how aggressive the cancer is. We put patients into risk categories depending on how fast or how aggressive the cancer is, what their PSA is, 
and what's felt um, during a digital rectal examination. So tell us a little bit about the brachytherapy, because that's what people are hearing this word. They don't really know what it means, what it is. This is what you do. So explain what this is. So brachytherapy is uh, more commonly um, called prostate seed implantation. It's, it's the use of radioactive isotopes. Um, that's a radioactive seed um, about the size of a grain of rice. And these are implanted in a very specific way within the prostate gland, typically under general anesthesia. A prostate seed implant um, may use 60 to 80 seeds. Um, the most common isotope, as I mentioned, is iodine-125. What's unique about what we have here at Cone Health is that we have a robotic delivery apparatus. There are about a dozen or so around the country. Uh, the system that we have is, is, is made by Nucleotron, and um, the patient goes to the operating room. It's, it's an outpatient procedure. Uh, we take images while the patient's asleep, and then we have a computer that does something like 400,000 calculations in 30 seconds to tell us where the seeds ought to go in three dimensions. Once we have that map or that plan, the urologist places empty needles into the prostate in coordinates where the seeds will need to go, and then we have delivery of seeds robotically. There's no human placement of seeds. The seeds are placed robotically in the exact location uh, that is planned. The whole procedure takes about an hour and a half. It's an outpatient procedure. The patient's home two hours after the procedure. Patient's back playing golf the next day. That's very cool. Now, those seeds you're mentioning stay in the prostate for the rest of that man's life, correct? Well, the seeds do. Um, they're coated uh, or they're, they're sealed with either titanium or stainless steel. Um, the radioactive material is inside the seed, and that decays. So the radioactivity uh, we call a one-half-life. That's about two months for radioactive iodine, and, but you're right. If you take an X-ray, the X-ray looks unchanged uh, from today to 10 years down the road. And what about the radiation exposure to other people? So I know at, at the initial stages, pregnant women, children, are not supposed to get too much close contact with the man with the fresh seeds, right? Explain a little bit about how that works. Well, it, it's all relative. Um, we tell the wives or um, spouses of our patients that the amount of radiation that she would get from her husband after a seed implant, your typical seed implant, the amount that she would get in one year is less than if she just lived in Denver for two or three months. And the reason um, that is that there's more background radiation in Denver from cosmic rays coming in from the atmosphere. So the amount of radiation around a patient is very, very low. And there are no governmental restrictions on um, someone not being, uh, uh, not being allowed to be around a patient. But we do tell our patients, particularly those that are um, either pregnant or young children, um, some, some of these patients may be raising their grandchildren, we give them um, guidelines to limit the amount of radiation in terms of time and distance to get really less than what's background in their native um, county or state. So um, to be quite honest with you, always like to minimize radiation exposure, but at the same time, there's much more radiation, say, in the city of Denver than there is right next to a patient who's had a seed implant. So what's going on kind of on the horizon? We only have a minute and a half. Give us sort of the horizon picture for prostate cancer and the seed implant, and then tell people where they can find out more about you at Cone Health. Okay. Well, I think that um, where we are going with both external beam, IMRT, and seed implantation is 
probably dose escalation and mapping out exactly where these cancers are and perhaps seeing if they would benefit from a higher dose to um, a more localized area. Uh, the other thing is that we're trying to determine with MRI scanning uh, where disease is and whether or not patients are better suited for one type of treatment or another. So, um, and the other thing is, getting back to the screening issue, we really have to sort out which patients absolutely need treatment. There's no question that patients are um, overtreated just because we don't know which patients can be left alone. Most men die with prostate cancer. They do not die from prostate cancer. So we want to be more selective in who we're treating. But there's a lot of information, a lot of research that's being done now that will help us select the right patient for the right treatment. And I could be... And where can people... Yeah, where can they find out more about you? They can find out more about uh, Cone Health Regional Cancer Center. We're here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, the, uh, the website for, um, is conehealth.com. And uh, we do have information on our website regarding the treatments that we offer patients and, and our technology with respect to seed implantation. Thank you so much, Dr. Robert Murray with Cone Health. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Radio MD. If you missed any of the great information, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go at RadioMD.com. Be sure and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD. Thanks so much for listening and stay well. Stay well.